0: Welcome to Queer Horror High. Hosted by Chris Vecchio and Nikki Jack.
1: Welcome back to Queer Horror High, where we're queer, we love horror, and we're really fucking high. I'm Chris. I'm a queer Gemini demon.
2: And I'm Nikki. I'm here to put the whore in horror.
1: And today we are talking about Gore Verbinski's The Ring from 2002, which I'm excited about because I haven't seen it in a while. And I've, even though I like it the same as I did before, I have new opinions on it and some of the characters. So I'm excited.
2: Um, I love this movie because I have some really funny stories attached to it and like, I I'm obsessed with it. It is one of my my tops. Um yeah. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. I've just been waiting to say that
1: <laughs> for so long. I'm I'm happy that you did. <laughs> Cause I was I was just I was not expecting it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, how was your week? Like, what have you been up to? How was New York? New York.
1: <laughs> it was good. I did not go to the big apple, so uh, concrete jungle where dreams are made of was not a part of this trip <laughs> um it was it was just to see family but on Long Island which if anybody knows uh what or where Long Island is you you can understand my mixed feelings about going there um you know it was nice to see my family my grandma's really old so it was good to to see her and we had a me and Andrew had a lot of time with her which was nice
2: oh I love that
1: um, we saw our friends, Becky and Amy. It was nice seeing them. We haven't seen them in over two years when we went to Canada Ooh. together. So it was, that was nice, too. But the culture of Long Island is really rough. Like, I grew up there and, you know, I, I've always had mixed feelings because all of my nice childhood memories are attached to it. But at the same time, like, the culture now seems... I mean, it probably has always been this way, but I didn't notice it when I was younger, really aggressively racist and homophobic and misogynistic and just anti-everything that's compassionate. New Yorkers are very stubborn. And when you get New Yorkers that are like born and bred there and stay there and are on Long Island, which I feel like Long Island tries as a culture to rebel against the reputation of New York City. Mm -hmm. And I felt that everywhere i was just like staunchly conservative yeah all of the because you know new york conservatives are really loud because they know that they always get outvoted in the whole state and i think that in the areas where the conservatism reigns supreme they really want to push it because they want everyone to see that they are conservative and they are proud and they are not like all those liberal Elites in New York City, as they would probably say, or the poor people that they also hate.
2: Yeah, word. Um, yeah. I, I have no familiarity with uh, Long Island. I'm only familiar with Staten Island because of the Wu Tang clan. Um, I was born there. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've only heard terrible things about long island in in reference to that but honestly that's just like any small conservative Mm -hmm. town like even me being from like uh rancho bernardo san diego north county area where there's like a lot of rich white people who are very staunchly conservative as well um Mm -hmm. and then me kind of like growing up there's black people in rb but not many of us but then when you get out of that bubble and you see other cities and other parts of the world and stuff and you're like holy shit I was around a lot of small town thinking, like people with like mm-hmm. very limited worldviews who like are set in that in that, and it's like I don't know, it's kind of eye opening, and it does take getting out of your own town to see all that. That's why I don't really be trusting people mm-hmm. who, uh, <clears throat> after high school, just never leave because I'm like you're just a, a part of the cycle.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're never you're gonna. I mean, not that you can never, but like the chances of you expanding your thinking. Are lower. Very if you li- never leave. Yeah, where you came
2: from. exactly. I know
1: some people like don't have the means to leave.
2: That's a whole different so conversation. To, like... That's a whole right. different
1: conversation. But we're talking, yeah, the people who choose to stay, like they have hometown pride in a way that's
2: no place is better than where I'm
1: from, and it's like but that's oh. almost like nationalistic. Yeah, it's like no, nationalism it's on a smaller level.
2: One thousand percent is um, localism. Like I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, that's that's like it's crazy. That's, I have not been back to my, uh, hometown of Arby's since I graduated. Maybe, if maybe like maybe 2008 or maybe by mistake in 2009, mm-hmm. just passing through, I have no desire to ever go back there. I don't even care what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's the same anyways. Um, except for the people. So like, I'm <laughs> yeah. good on that, you know, like I'm hella good mm-hmm. on that, but I'm glad that you got to go back, spend some time with your grandma. You spend time with your elders, people. They have a lot mm-hmm. of knowledge. Some of them be mad racist, but the ones who are not are like wise as fuck. They like little um
1: willow yeah. trees. Mm-hmm. My grandma is very Catholic, but she's not pushy, and she's a lifelong like Democrat. You know, she grew up in she grew up in tenement housing in Manhattan in the 1920s and 30s. So she like knows the depression. You know. Getting off the or her par- her family got off the boat from at Ellis Island. Or actually, I don't even know. My great I don't remember. No, her parents had to be born in another country. Yeah, they were. Her dad's her parents are both from Italy. And um, you know, when you get off the boat and you can't afford to leave and you're stuck in New York, New York is really expensive. It's almost a cruel joke to put Ellis Island in the most expensive city in the frickin' country. <laughs> so
2: that's why you got yeah, that's why people have so much pride in making it in New York. Like, God mm-hmm. damn it! goddammit! Yeah, yeah. if, I, if I had it's to go true. through all that, pay all that money, I would brag about making it and talk about mm-hmm. New York every three seconds, too. Shit. You gonna know where I'm mm-hmm. from and
1: what I had to do to get here. <laughs> yeah. So, in short, my grandma is amazing, and I wish that other people that live on Long Island, or even other people in my own family, were as accepting and great as she is. <laughs> Holla! But how was how was your week? What were you up to?
2: Um, a whole lot of adulting. I have to be a big girl now and and grow up and get a job and like do do big girl things. I, I won't get into the specifics, but I fucking hate it because I don't want a job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be an adult. I didn't ask to be here. If I if I had a choice to be something on earth, I would have chosen to be a corgi. But no, I had to be a human oh. fucking being, and uh, I hate it. But uh other than that (laughs) i haven't been doing much just um like exploring more of vegas because i don't really get out that much Mm -hmm. um but i've been hanging out with my friend jeff and we've just been like exploring vegas we went to the cemetery the other day that was a really weird creepy fun adventure it was really pretty though that cemetery is like gorgeous Mm -hmm. i forgot what it was called but it's a jewish cemetery here and it's so pretty Shit, I am so high, I forgot what I have done. I forget what I do, like, the day before, so. I mean, <laughs> ask me ask me what i done in a week, and it's like, shit, I could have been doing anything. <laughs> I might have been an astronaut, I don't know. But there's been some other shit going on outside of our lives, more like in the real oh fucking God. world. I need. To I t- I'm going to take a hit, and then you can kind of just, like, lead us into no. <laughs> the the highest
1: of tea. The highest high tea.
2: Yeah, we have some piping hot high tea today.
1: Yeah, so for this high tea, I'm smoking Granddaddy Perp, which is, um, you know, a strong high THC percentage indica that is good for pain and relaxing and, you know. It kind of makes you, it says that it makes your thoughts float in a dreamy buzz, which is perfect news or perfect weed to be smoking to announce that Britney Spears is finally fucking free from her conservatorship.
2: Wait, time out. Before you, we get into that, I was just going to um, say shout out to the Bay because Granddaddy Perp always reminds me of Keek the Sneak in the Bay Area. So yay! <laughs> okay, go on.
1: <laughs> no, but yeah, Britney is free. I am drinking Woo! from my Britney bah, 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 Spears.
2: Bah, 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 air horns.
1: I'm drinking from my uh, Piece of Me Planet Hollywood cup, which, you know, I'm, I have mixed feelings because I know that even though I, me and Andrew saw her twice there and she was amazing, that that tour was probably, that she was probably not so happy doing that tour. And unfortunately, that was probably part of her conservatorship yeah but i'm glad we got to see her i'm glad i'm drinking out of this cup right now i'm glad she's free and is on her instagram telling everyone and her family and all the people that supported her conservatorship to fuck off yeah i love it i'm dragging so christina I hope, I, I hope
2: justin's next oh yeah Mm-hmm. um i just i just want to say to all the fans um casual fans mostly or people who are like like let's let britney rest i know that you miss her yeah. you miss her presence on the scene you miss her doing shows you miss her her music let's let baby girl rest get her mind mm-hmm. right decide if she wants to continue making music don't be all in this girl's mentions like when's the album where's the album like
1: exactly where's the compassion Stop exploiting her pain <laughs> Exactly. Where's we don't the need compassion? to her pain anymore.
2: Honestly, I don't even need an interview. I don't need shit until Brittany is fully healed, fully ready, fully to, like,
1: mm-hmm. give
2: lettuce in. Because for so long, all she had was people let in her life, in her, like, space. And now I think this is a secret mm-hmm. moment for her to just get her in. She's got her independence and she's got her babies and her fine-ass nigga. So I think she just needs to mm-hmm. decompress and enjoy that. But we can we can um continue to run back uh blackout because that's that that's a motherfucking album Mm -hmm. uh it is uh,
1: is, that's the one
2: that is the one carrie hilson that is
1: the one like carrie
2: hilson christina million they put their foot in that writing and i appreciate and mama delivered um also what's the in the zone oh in the zone is a fucking album too
1: that's the nostalgia one for me. I don't know. I don't love all of the songs on In the Zone in comparison to the other albums. But that one, like, was around the time where I was, like, coming out of the closet. So I have a, it has a special.
2: Place well, because we heart. got, we got, uh, we got lgbt which was, uh, uh, in the, what was it? I want to get in the zone. What was that? Me get some music with Madonna. I mean, they mm-hmm. was, they was bumping cats and kissing. And then <laughs> toxic. L G
1: Brittany T. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's terrible. She's B B is for Brittany and L G B T mm-hmm. and <laughs> or and Beyonce. No shading
1: to bisexuals. Yeah,
2: <laughs> don't erase <laughs> us um <laughs> and then toxic was on that album we got fucking every time mm-hmm. every time and she sung that one
1: live when we saw her i mean she sung along to the track but that was her moment to float up with her giant angel wings and yeah it was breathtaking and
2: every t- every time is a cry in the tub song no matter what you just <laughs> you want to cry in mm-hmm. the tub she was crying in the tub in the mm-hmm. video and every time i hear every time i just want to cry in the tub so shout With out candles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the little Kabbalah bracelet. Shout out to Britney for having oh. a religion too. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that that's, that's happening. So just like listen to Britney's music, support her, send her love, but mm-hmm. don't be asking her for shit right now.
1: And, and now that we know that she is controlling her social media again, if you have conspiracy theories that you've come up with, or if you've read about her relationship or her relationship to her kids, keep that shit to yourself. Don't be you trying want to, hear that. to like. Don't be like the people in South Park and that fucking episode that they had back in the day <laughs> about her original, like her first breakdown and stuff. Like, don't just like to. I mean, I know they're not. I forget what. It doesn't matter. Leave Britney alone. Just just leave, <laughs> leave her alone and let her alone. do what she wants. <laughs> yeah.
2: And also like fuck justin timberlake christina aguilera yes. i love you girl but you can speak for yourself your little publicist budding in for you mm-hmm. on your behalf that was tacky and tasteless and you definitely as much as you try to have all this girl power your whole entire stripped was an entire like feminist movement and now here you are have this woman who is like definitely a victim a vict- or survivor at this point of a very mm-hmm. abusive situation and you like have nothing to say, which is weird. But I mean, I feel like it's 2003 all over again because we got like, mm-hmm. we got Britt's free. We got that Janet documentary that's on Hulu oh, right yeah. now where, you know, the reckoning has come. You, you read what you sow. What is it? The chickens have come home to roost. Is that the saying? Because Justin yeah, yeah, Timberlake, like, yeah. Fuck yeah you. he's going down for that too. i'm saying yeah. this on the record with my whole entire chest fuck you justin timberlake fuck you forever fuck you for your ripoff of michael jackson impressions fuck you when you had that top robin curly hair wearing bandanas looking <laughs> stupid fuck you it
1: did look tasty though
2: and that <laughs> denim disaster britney slade oh you ooh. were terrible you were like not even in the picture, like
1: it was ill-fitting. It okay? was ill fitting.
2: Brittany was the iconic one in the denim. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't you ever yes. fucking forget where you came from. Everything you know is because of black entertainers. And exactly. the the yeah. real true singer in talent and in sync was not you, baby boy. You just happened to be the face. It was always and always will be JC chaze I'm done.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about. I don't know much about NSYNC, but I do prefer them to the Backstreet Boys because as shitty as Justin Timberlake is, he's not a woman beater and a rapist, unlike <laughs> Nick, Nick Carter. Carter. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I actually, mean, they're I'm, all I'm not terrible. Sorry. They're I'm not all sorry.
2: terrible. But fuck Justin Timberlake especially because he, he just rode... Like, he did so many terrible things to two very iconic, yeah. w- hardworking mm-hmm. women who got to where they are on their own merit. And Justin Timberlake just came in and just was, like, so disgusting. And, like, white-privileged his way through the whole thing. And then years later, he wants to be like, oh, I'll, I'll take accountability for my role in this. Nigga, it's too like, late. Over
1: 15 years. Over their lives years are later. already
2: ruined because you, like... And like the slut shaming he did with Britney, and even just like the like mm-hmm. the disgusting like separation from Janet instead of having her back, even though he's like these are women that I respect. Do you? Do you? No. Again, it's two thousand three all over again. We got the Britney or the Britney, you know, scandal. The Justin Janet scandal. The Von Dutch documentary came out. Oh my
1: god! I yeah, I didn't know that they were like. Thugs. Drug runners.
2: Thugs. <laughs> I had, they were gangsters. I had gangsters. no idea. Thugs, hooligans. They was out here. Ashton Kutcher is
1: Shook it. <laughs> I feel like Ashton Kutcher's entire personality was based was off so, of wearing Von Dutch hats.
2: Yeah, there was so much fucking like blood behind those bedazzled trucker hats. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, God. De- so trashy. Damn. Yeah. Who? Who would have guessed? But that that documentary was good as hell.
1: I didn't see it. All I know about Von Dutch... I just see see or hear about Von Dutch and I'm like, white trash Christian Audigier. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh,
2: I know. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize he... I forgot he died in 2015, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did die. I forgot about that. But yeah, that Von Dutch documentary came out. It's hella good. It's crazy. All them niggas were just like killers and who love fashion, which is like <laughs>
1: incredible. <laughs> incredible. Very interesting.
2: And um the most unsettling, unsurprising, un
1: uh, Don't even say the name because I, you hit, we are going to call him bile shitting louse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a 3 for
1: every syllable gets a nasty word.
2: Yeah, I'm going for murderer. Yeah. A murderer got off with murder for murdering people. And
1: with a judge that was singing Singing at the bench, cozing up to him in the in the, the seats. Like, I couldn't even watch a lot of it because it made me physically ill.
2: Every time I saw, either one of their faces, the judge and the murderer's mm-hmm. face, I wanted to like cry and throw up at the same time. I had like a visceral reaction to it, so I just have been mm-hmm. avoiding it on social media. I've been avoiding it on TV. I've been avoiding it because I from the like, the moment we heard this judge speak, like, we knew what it was. We knew what time it was. Yeah. There was no. It was very obvious. There was nothing that was good Because he, he was, like, looking at his son.
1: He was, oh, I wish you were my mm-hmm. own son. Yeah, basically.
2: And I, like, I just, I'm not shocked anymore. I'm just, we have come so far, but have we? No. We have so far to go. And every time we make steps that feel like we're going forward, we're like, like, fuck, we are, we are also regressing so much. Like there are so many fucking dinosaurs in this country who Mm -hmm. have their, like, take it from my cold dead fingers. Like they are not, they have Mm -hmm. the grip on the system. And it's like, honestly, like, only so much change can be done because it's embedded in the system. It's not. It's des- It is literally designed to yeah. keep people of color in a certain position, which is yeah. Not the system at
1: the isn't broken. It is. The designed, system is working exactly how it was intended. To. It is
2: made for that. Think of how like a TV is designed, and think about a computer is made to work. That is our fucking government. That is our fucking culture. That is the American way. It's a system that is only made to benefit benefit the straight, the white, the Christian, the, like,
0: oh God.
2: Mm. it's like, it's a whole thing. And we the know male. the male, this is a whole thing. We know this. We know this, and yet every time there's that person. That, I can't believe I never saw this coming. Oh my God, what are we oh gonna God.
1: do? Yeah. And I can't, you can't, I can't hear that anymore. If
2: you can't see this coming, then you you have not been here this whole time, and you are sitting pretty fucking comfortable, if you ask me.
1: You're part of the problem because you haven't been doing anything. You don't know You've anything. You've been sitting in ignorance. Like, yeah, yeah,
2: and then like and enjoying it because it's keeping you safe. It's mm-hmm. keeping you comfortable. Yeah, so you don't look deeper. Yeah. And there's people out there literally fucking dying and then people getting away with murder.
1: <laughs> and then the fucking president saying that he agrees with the verdict because he agrees with the jury because the system works. Like, fuck you, you old piece of shit. None of us really wanted to fucking vote for you anyway.
2: We literally had a guns to our heads, it felt like. But also, like, did it matter anyway? Because, again, it goes back to no. the what? The system. We, w- mm-hmm. This is why I... Uh, I struggle because I get why people don't vote. It sucks. And we need right. we need we need people like ourselves, minorities, we need black women, we need young people, we need we need all demographics that aren't voting to vote, but also When I'm speaking and I know you're not listening to me anyway, Mm -hmm. what the fuck am I wasting my breath for? What the fuck am I Mm -hmm. saying shit for? So I get why people don't vote, but I would love if there could just be like a shift and we realize how powerful we are. Because when I see a show up on the front lines and like protests and like I see Mm -hmm. gay, I see black, I see brown, I see like, I see everybody on the front line working together to like change the system. It's a beautiful thing. I've been to so many protests and I've seen like, yeah. like the oh i don't believe in allyship when it comes to white people but i do believe in allyship amongst minorities so like
1: <clears throat> i mean yeah you know but um allyship isn't enough you need to be accomplices as i've heard people exactly. say like you need to get your fucking hands dirty exactly. we can't be doing it all ourselves all of ourselves. minorities need help
2: and i also want to see us in office and i do and i do slowly mm-hmm. see that becoming a thing but i uh I don't know. It's, it's so much work that needs to be done. And I think there's a lot of people who try to um, take advantage and manipulate the message and, you know, use it for their own gain. And there's Mm -hmm. but there are some people who have some really good, you know, shit to say. And I don't know. It's, uh, it's just heartbreaking but then there's victories like with well mm-hmm. minor victories like with Julius Jones who is not going to be executed. However, executed, yeah. I do have a problem with that because why would you wait to the day of? Like this man thought he, like oh, like
1: that, that, like. Well, it's also because like I feel like they wanna the state is it? It's Texas, right? Is it Texas?
2: I thought it was yeah yeah yeah. Hold
1: on. Maybe it's push. not Texas. Let
2: me double check. Uh, I feel like
1: it's just a way for whoever Oklahoma. pardoned him or who. It's Oklahoma, okay. I think it's for whoever like stopped the execution to look like they did something really good at the last second. They put they put their foot down in the in the face of all the odds. Just like when fucking before he croaked, John McCain like voted with the Democrats to help like voting rights or whatever or Mm -hmm. like the electoral college bullshit that was going on and it's it's i don't even remember because fuck him i don't even want to remember anything about john mccain anymore and i'm like okay one fucking hail mary at the end doesn't negate all the bullshit that you stood for and you know fuck him and fuck this governor i don't care like you you should he should be given clemency or some maybe not clemen i don't even know i don't know all the details of the case because again so much is going on that reading all of this is so fucking draining and infuriating and it all piles on top of each other because the media is so tactless and gross and the headlines are awful all the time still painting people of color as perpetrators even when they're you know proven to be innocent or like you know are have already been murdered like why are you still now i'm just fucking rambling but i just fucking (laughs) no no i I feel you
2: i you're 100 it's it's because it's Mm -hmm. this is cyclical I'm not even sure if I said that word right Mm -hmm. but like it's a repeating we all had a fucking black lives matter summer camp remember that remember how fun that was when we were just educating white people on racism and they're all like oh my god white people everywhere discovered what racism was collectively and how bad it was and then they casually started forgetting and then like this happens and then it just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating we have to keep saying the same things stop killing us Stop killing us. Stop killing us for being gay. Stop killing us for being, you know, black or brown or whatever the fuck. Stop killing us for being trans. Stop killing... Stop killing us. We are people, mm-hmm. too. Where is the humanity? And there is none, and, and it's exhausting to keep saying, and as a minority of any sort, like, it gets, like, heavy. And I sometimes have this, like, dude, okay, so I've, I've been watching We're Here Uh, Mm -hmm. with Bob. I still haven't watched it yet. Dude. I need to
1: watch it. Mm -hmm.
2: See, it, it hits in the fields, but season two, there's a Selma episode and, uh, so they all go to Selma and there's a a moment. I won't like it. I won't like spoiler or anything, but, uh, Bob is sitting down and it's this room full of all these older black women who were at the marches, who were at the, on that bridge and. The whole scene was, like, so heavy, and it was just, like, hearing their stories and hearing them get through, like, the, like, first-hand, like, first-hand police brutality, getting stomped out by police when you're, like, eight years old, just, like, hitting that, like, oh, my God, it was, like, such a terrible story, but Bob was saying how he almost had, like, survivor's remorse from Mm -hmm. his ancestors and how, like, all the shit that they endured so that he didn't have to go through it, and he felt, like, a sort of guilt and it, it like it, it was, it was so polarizing because it was like, dude, yes, like that's exactly nail on the head what it is. Like black people today, it's almost like there's this weight on our shoulders. Like fuck, like we've come much further than our ancestors. Like, Our ancestors would be so happy to see like what we've accomplished and where we are and stuff. But we still have so far to go because we're not that far removed from their own existence and from their everyday. You know what I mean? And it's like. Mm-hmm like, how do we change this? How do we make it? And, it? and it's also just like this weight of like, why is it on black people? Like, mm-hmm. and this is, and I'm only speaking from the black perspective because that's mm-hmm. who I am. I'm a black woman. I'm like, yes, I'm biracial, mm-hmm. but I identify as a black woman. And like, I just like struggle with that, trying to be in the know and trying to be aware and like, but also at the same time, like having to cut myself off just so that I can Mm -hmm. survive and not have that be in my mental, like, you know what I mean? Not have it ruin my own, not my own reality, but I have to say my own mind. (laughs) Like I have to have some peace. Yeah. You need to stay together. Yeah. Yeah. I understand
1: that. And that's why it's like up to us white people, other white people listening. Like you have to do the work, stop bothering your black friends and asking them what you, what you can do. And like the best, like, don't ask them to, like, expend more emotional energy on educating you. Do it yourself. You got through school, right? Like, you <laughs> can do it. Do it yourself. Educate yourself. Like, it, you know, I'm sure all POC are really fucking tired of having to explain to white people over and over again, especially when these incidents keep happening in the media and are all, like, we all know about this. And stuff now, now it's now. like video and shit. Yeah. <sighs> And that's like trauma porn too that needs to stop like st- uh, yeah stop like circulating the videos all over the internet like to make it look like oh you care. You're just make you're just you're doing th- when you do that you do it for yourself. You're doing it to be like look I know what's going on. Yeah, but you're not thinking about the people that are really going to be emotionally affected by the video having to repeatedly see it over and over again and be re-traumatized. Like if you're going to do something quote unquote good, do it selflessly. Like don't do it for clout. And that's what so many people are doing. Like, they want to be like, I'm part of the movement. Like, those asshole little w- girls who, like, went into... I'm sure men did this, too. But I just, like, there were, like, two women in L.A. who were caught on camera, like, jumping into the march, the, 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 like, when George Floyd died, taking pictures and immediately jumping out and then going home. And, they, and a, the crowd called them out. And it's like, fuck you. Fuck this bullshit Instagram TikTok activism. That's not real. And you're actually, like... Insulting people's intelligence and their experiences when you do that.
2: Yeah, that's why I say allyship
1: is not real. No, you need to be an accomplice. You need to literally fight, and sometimes that means physically. Yeah, and people need to. I'm sorry, like I'm, I'm not an advocate for just like random violence or using unnecessary force, but like if if you've never been to one of the protests, especially the ones in 2020, and you like. You don't know what it's like then to hear those canisters blowing into the air, everyone running and scrambling people getting tear gassed and they and can't breathe hit and, and trampled shit. by the cops. I saw that shit firsthand and it is not blown to, out of proportion by the media. If anything, the media is underplayed what underplayed all of it. I'm sorry. It was underplayed. Like, and the sad mm-hmm. thing is those first protests I went to, there were like 5,000, 8,000 people. Two months later, 1,500 people last fall. The last protest I remember that was organized was like a hundred people. You couldn't even last three months. A lot of people, like mm-hmm. that's why you've got to be an accomplice. You have to be there. You have to be a body. You have to show the police and and the conservatives and the rest of the country that like other white white people are not all like you. Or well, if that's what you're trying to say, I hope is what you're, that's what you're trying to say. You need to be there. You need to be a physical presence, not just. On, and you know i know a lot of people use anxiety as an excuse i'm sorry white people you need to stop using your anxiety as an excuse to never fucking show up for anything
2: yeah and if you, you gotta get over your anxiety you can't we all have it yeah if you can't physically go to a protest financially kick in throw yeah you can
1: do other stuff
2: yeah there's other ways you can donate you can give fucking just mm-hmm. randomly send your black friends black people you like randomly send black and people of color gay people like People of the community, money, invest in communities. Start community gardens. Start a community fridge. Like there's things you can you can place yourself in other areas that aren't necessarily on the front lines that are still just as important because you know you have a place of privilege. You have a voice that is being listened to. You have a position that is being you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, looked up to. So it's like use that. And don't just be like, well, uh, mm, one foot in, one foot out, because we will push you the fuck out. Regardless, like, Mm -hmm. you need to be all the way in. Like, draw the line and then stand on that shit. Yeah,
1: because just going half-assed shows the people in power that they can still push you around. And if they can push you around, they really think that they can push minorities around. 1,000%. So you really, like, other white people, like, Especially straight white people, you really need to show up. And if you literally can't do it physically, then do it monetarily.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other,
1: like, lit- other than that, all of your pontificating and what do you call your it, words like, posturing is, mm-hmm. is meaningless. It does nothing unless you're actually willing to back it up. And that's how this shit still seeps in and why this little bastard is free. Bastard bastard fuck him but he's gonna have
2: that that uh other fuck niggas uh you remember the one who killed trayvon and got away with it mm-hmm. his life was oh, in yeah. shambles and so he's gonna have the, the same trajectory fingers crossed but let's just you know see how that plays out
0: yeah ugh. Wow.
2: Gr- disgusting um also what was i gonna say no that's it i was gonna say something about World and how <laughs> oh no they, oh my god World
1: too <laughs> two billion
2: <laughs> that's all i'll say about that <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> r.i.p though 10 people now
1: such a fucking shame all for all for what i know to cut a few corners to make more money like jesus christ people
2: God, look, these are some real ghost stories. We're a, te- we're a horror show, and these these are real life
1: horror stories. <laughs> oh wait, speaking of that, when I w- I forgot to tell you, when I was on Long Island, we went to Lake Ronkonkoma, which <gasps> Ooh, is a haunted lake. Tell us more. And it's and um a, a native, well not native, American, an indigenous princess Thank was uh, allegedly like drowned herself while swimming across that lake to her lover, who was a white settler. Mm uh they had to always meet in secret they lived on opposite sides of the lake there's a couple of different retellings of the story of how she drowned like did she some people i think said she went to the middle of the lake on a boat and purposefully drowned herself and some people say that she was swimming across it and drowned but i think for many years in a row i think from like the 1890s till president something look up the i don't know the exact dates look up lake ronkonkoma
2: I if can't if even can't, spell it's spe- that. Like, it's spelled like, exactly.
1: I'm like crowned exactly from
2: the emperor's new groove.
1: <laughs> Basically. Okay. You just take the C off. Uh, yeah. R O N K O N K. Got it. Got and, it. Um, and her, allegedly, that was like her last name, Rokankama. And um, every, she allegedly takes at least one male victim into the lake every year and they drown. And if you look it up, there's over 100 years in a row, at least one male has drowned in that lake. 32
2: summers, 30 deaths. <laughs> 70 th- who died. In- oh my God, I'm looking this up. This is yeah. like um, Lake Lanier in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of deaths there. Drown, and th- they still happen. And um, it actually kind of ties into the ring that we're talking about today because what I think like two people went down to the lake like in the last 10 years to kind of discover the depth because the depth they say it's 65 feet but that there's also like a sinkhole or like that go into like underwater caverns that lead out to like the long island sound and stuff or the bay yeah
2: wait this article says like explains that one of the biggest challenges was that visibility in the lake is non-existent after the first 10 feet yeah if anyone goes lower than that no one will be able to rescue the person because it becomes an enveloped in total blackness
1: so the woman of the two and people investigating or trying to find out the depth said that she like went really far down and felt like she was engulfed in lots of like black hair and then saw the lady of the lake which is what they call her and then was released back up (gasps) Oh, my Which God. Which kind of is a parallel with Samara a little bit.
2: Hella <laughs> fuck that, dude. Hair. Do people go, like, swimming and hang out at this lake?
1: Yes, people go swimming there every year. I'm pretty sure most people don't, like, venture to the middle of the lake and try to go deep down. But, you, of course, it's always a man, almost always a man who oh, drowns there. I'm not there scared. Because, <laughs> right, I'm not scared. I'm going to be the one to go in the middle of the lake, dive down 50 feet and not die, and then, boom, you're dead. I mean, I don't want to discount every person that's ever drowned there, but I'm sure a lot of that <laughs> has been fueled by, by male cockiness.
2: You know how y'all be. Sam, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's hella crazy. That is very And funny. a lot of the
1: bodies don't resurface. <gasps> Some of the bodies have never been found.
2: Oh, my God. That is just like Lake Lanier. I'd be like, why do you guys keep going there? Why do you keep, mm-hmm. when people go missing or die? Because remember that one year, oh, this was like maybe last, not last year, it was the year before, I think, there was um, this like boat parade, and it was like a Trump boat parade on Lake Lanier, and all the boats... Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like crashed into each other's fires mm-hmm. like all them boats went down and sank dude it those was... idiots
1: can't drive
2: <laughs> it's crazy they're virgins
1: who yeah. can't drive <laughs> i
2: was like boats. who's gonna die at this trip rally <laughs> hell yeah it was so beautiful but i'm like why do y'all keep going to this lake this aquatic cemetery get out of I there know, yeah
1: it's just like the lake that Naya Rivera drowned in. Apparently, that's a lake, a lot of people drown in that lake in wherever or outside of LA or I forget where it is, but it's in Southern California.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you, I love swimming in lakes and rivers and stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. know about all that. Like, I'm a I'm an uh I'm a mermaid myself personally. Like, I love swimming mm-hmm. and stuff, but there's just like certain bodies of water you got to be trained for. Mm-hmm. and some shit is just don't dr- haunted don't swim
1: in still water either yeah
2: and some shit is just haunted because people be dying yeah. in water and like ghosts don't just like stay on land so
1: fuck that samara didn't
2: <laughs> so let's get into the movie i mean she didn't exactly have a choice
1: but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. right the, the ring i forgot we oh my god how long have we talked for like Forty minutes. You know what? Who cares? We're getting to the movie. Who cares? Because we never Whatever. really
2: chat that much, and like the people want to get to know yeah, that's us, true. and we had shit to mm-hmm. say, and we haven't actually talked to each other in a little bit, anyways. So mm-hmm.
1: that's true.
2: We had been like been ahead a little bit, so we did some catching up, and now we want to talk about one of my favorite movies, The Ring.
1: Okay. So the IMDb description for The Ring is: A journalist must investigate a mysterious videotape, which seems to cause the death of anyone. Week to the day after they view it. I hate the way that that was worded. Yeah, seems to cause the death of anyone one week. Oh, I no, I'm high and read it wrong. It says the cause of anyone one week to the day after they review it. But why just not say seven days? Because that's the the phrasing used in the movie the whole time. Like, screw you, whoever put that description in there, IMDb. But I have a lot of notes on this movie because it is complex. There is so much happening here. And I don't really think I dug into the themes any other time I watched this movie. And it is as deep as that well that Samara got thrown in.
2: Yeah, uh, th- this movie, like, has a plot. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> we, we have not <laughs> been doing movies that really have plots and shit. And, like, they're just, like, easy watches and shit that you're just watching just because it's, like, funny and you want to be stoned. And But this you got to, like, pay attention to because there's a real story. There's, like... A, a full backstory and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's really good though. Once you get going, the first time I saw this movie was in eighth grade. Actually, should I do a storytelling about this really quick about when I saw this movie? Yeah. Go why yeah, yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah. Eighth grade. I went to go see this movie with a group of my friends and then like, you know, I was like eighth grade date date night at the movies. Mm-hmm. So a couple of girls brought their boyfriends or whatever. And like, I didn't have a boyfriend in eighth grade cause I was not into dudes like that. But um, I was, like, really into this movie. So I was watching this, like, pretty much by myself, like, because all of them are, like, too busy making out and, like, being horny and, like, nasty. (laughs) And, like, I'm fully, like, watching this movie, getting freaked the fuck out. And, uh, like, all my friends are literally just, like, humping behind me. And then it's not to, like, the, the real, like, climax in the movie when it starts to get real scary when we see like the scariest stuff Because mm-hmm. when they're all like freaking out and I'm like you guys weren't even paying attention like you're getting I... you're getting fingered while I'm just like sweating bullets <laughs> like having a mild panic <laughs> attack like I'm the one that's gonna have nightmares like this isn't good but I remember just being like so terrified but so obsessed with this movie after seeing it because it legitimately freaked me the fuck out like I could not sleep when I went home I like like I'm I'm already scared of the dark and I've always been scared of the dark when I was a little, but this made it like, especially mm-hmm. hard for me to get like sleep at night is, is like, and this movie is dark to begin with. The whole movie is like, it's like it sh- shot in like a blue filter. <laughs> like a bluish green tint is like
1: always it. You just always feel... It's like, it's like bluish green with a tint of piss. Yeah. There's a little, yeah. pi- there's some pissiness to it.
2: And that's supposed to be like daytime. It's so weird. It's like, it's just... It's just Very 2000s. Yeah. It makes you just feel really cold when you watch it too. Like it's mm-hmm. wet and it's like, oh God, everything about it. It just makes me feel so gross. So... I remember. And then I I also like bought this movie on DVD as soon as it came out. I was obsessed with this Mm -hmm. movie. So like, I've seen it a million times. Like like I was telling Chris earlier, like I literally could have written this movie because I've seen it so many times. Like I know everything about
1: it. I actually saw this in the movie theater too. When I was 16, I think I was in 11th grade, like the beginning of 11th grade for me, it came out and I actually, I didn't buy it right away. I think I bought this on dvd at like the liquor store down the street like five years ago for like 4.99 yeah
2: i got in like the little walmart bin for the like the 9.99 one not mm-hmm. the 5.99 it was still kind of fresh yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: so one of my opinions that for sure changed about this movie was that um oh well you know what there's an intro first i forgot about that let's get into the intro because it was nice to see amber tamblin again <gasps> from. Oh! Joan of Arcadia.
2: Oh, I didn't even know.
1: Forgotten show.
2: I didn't even know. Right, is that what it was? I don't even know. I didn't even know who Amber Tamblyn was until I started seeing her in other stuff. Because, you know me, that's the bitch who be in stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I remember when I was like, when I was in eighth grade and ever, like when I was younger and I'd seen her in this movie, I thought her and uh, the other girl, I kept calling them baby goths. So I have Baby Goth oh, yeah, 1 yeah. and Baby Goth 2. Amber Tamlin, who is, I think her name is Katie in the movie. Baby Goth 1. Mm-hmm. Um, I love their hair and their style and, like, their general look. They just look like like quintessential hot girls who
1: were like, weird and, like, Baby Goths, mm-hmm. you know? But I think, were they Baby Goths or were they Catholic schoolgirls? Because they were in the same exact outfit.
2: You could tell, especially with Becca, who was Baby Goth 2, her aesthetic, yeah. had she got out of them... Like clothes, That's true, like yeah. their she, their mm-hmm. whole little clique was like
1: future. Mai she was came like up Bridget from Ginger snaps
2: Yeah, yeah. She, they were like future, mm. like Bauhaus. They probably love Joy Division <laughs> yeah. and Cure and shit. Y- yeah. Like you can tell, you see it.
1: You, they dance with their arms by their side, looking down at the yeah. floor. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Because the whole time, Becca just had those eyes that were just like, uh, and she had her long dark hair and just like. They were they made like dark jokes to each other and stuff. They like fake, she was like mm-hmm. faking being dead about the ring or like b- watching the tape and shit. Like
1: so, I kept calling them yeah. baby. So dogs. they're yeah they're and at like I guess a it. sleepover. And there's no parents there. Yeah, and they're talking about mm-hmm. the tape that Katie, who's Amber Tamblyn, says that she watched at a cabin with her secret boyfriend Josh <laughs> and I, a couple other friends. And that they got a phone call that said seven days after they watched it. And it's seven days to the day this night. It's a rainy night. Is it a rainy night? Yeah. I feel like it Yeah, it, it is. It was. Mm-hmm. And also, like, uh, their mom called. Like, the, the one that's one of the other tricks. Like, uh, Katie tricks Becca, who's goth number two, <laughs> by pretending that she dies right after telling that story. And then the phone rings and Becca uh, scares Katie by pretending it's, like, another ring type phone call but it's just their mom and katie says they're about to go to bed and i'm like "What? it's clearly late at night at this point anyway why are you still in your school uniforms that's weird
2: (laughs) yeah nobody showered hanging out right and got ready for because i like to get out of my school every time i got out of my school clothes i would like probably like shower just like you know put on some Mm -hmm. like shorts and a t-shirt and chill
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) just hanging out but then uh yeah Becca disappears. Katie goes up to look for her, and in her room, the TV is already on, and there's like water there's water outside of her door, and she walks in and then uh, she dead. Yeah, <laughs> we don't exactly see what happens right there, but you know, then we cut to Rachel, who this is where I had a huge change of heart because I used to think that Aiden, her son, was an obnoxious little shit, and now I'm like, no, Rachel really is a neglectful defensive know it all and she meets with Aiden's teacher and is just like really dismissive of the of like the teacher kind and not even she's not even actually implying that Aiden is neglected or not taken care of because Rachel shows up late to pick him up it seems like it's very late he's the last kid there yeah. you get the sense that this has happened many times every day. before every day and yeah Rachel is just immediately defensive which says she knows that she actually is a shitty mom mother. yeah who puts her career first, and he calls her Rachel, and you know from that, like, I think when I was younger, I thought, how rude of you to call your mother Rachel, and now I'm like, no, there's a reason why you do. She doesn't act like your mom.
2: I call my mom, or, yeah, I call my mom April. Everybody in my life who knows me knows that I only refer to my mom as April. I've always referred to my mom as April when I was little. I was, like, third grade or something, and I I was getting babysat by my friend's mom, and something came up in conversation or reference to my mom. And I was like, Oh yeah, April did. And she was like, you call your mom by her first name. You don't call her mom. I was like, yeah, her name is April. But it's like, you have to earn a title. <laughs> <laughs> and Rachel, it, it deserves to be called Rachel. Cause this kid is like parenting himself. It's very latchkey kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he is what Andy from Child's Play would ev- yeah. would eventually grow to become. You know what I mean? Just, like, very independent. Right. I was always very, very independent. I still am. It's like, I don't really de- – <laughs> at eight years old, you kind of establish, like, you know what? I think I got this. <laughs> like, I don't, really, <laughs> I don't really need y'all for much. <laughs> like, I think I got this mm-hmm. life shit kind of figured out. And that's what Aiden gives. He doesn't respect her, but she doesn't deserve
1: it. Yeah. She does it. So the teacher shows Rachel that Aiden drew pictures of his dead cousin, <laughs> his
2: death and, art, <laughs>
1: and, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. His death art and Rachel doesn't seem disturbed by it because she's like, <laughs> she just died three days ago, blah, blah, blah. But the teacher is like, yeah, well, he drew these a week ago. Okay. <laughs> I
2: was like, frame so, it, frame those pictures. Maybe you
1: should be a little worried.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Aiden's response to that is that Katie didn't have enough, that she kept saying that she didn't have enough time before she died. So we get the feeling that kate or you know it's the same katie obviously from yeah. the first scene yeah and he's just like the way he talks to her is just kind of sassy too i like, say he, he talks her. To her very matter of fact <laughs> yeah
2: he just goes good night rachel he said some hella spooky shit yeah. like he what did that spooky shit say we don't have much time that's what he said he was like yeah, yeah we yeah, don't have yeah. much time and she's like what do you know about time and he's like we don't have much here on earth like we're gonna die and he's like okay good night Rachel and he turns his back on her and just
1: goes to sleep and it's like dude <laughs> you don't mm-hmm.
2: not even like nothing
1: no she thinks he means we don't have enough time because Rachel's always at work but he like takes it to the existential like nth degree and shocks her so the next morning they have to get ready for the funeral And Rachel's like you know frantic in the morning before the funeral. Can't find any of her shit. She goes to ask Aiden where her stuff is. He has her dress laid out for her and everything. I'm like this kid, like he's like the version of Andy that like actually could do it. Like Aiden would have made the best toast ever. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because he would have burnt that toast.
2: My notes say he gets her ready for the fune. (laughs) Because he has her, like, it was probably, like, pressed in iron. He had breakfast made, like he had coffee on the table. Like, he was, like... Yeah, he was ready to go. Getting his little tie adjusted and shit. I was like, he was getting... He was keeping this household together.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they get to the funeral, and they walk up to the coffin, and you could tell that Aiden wants to cry, but he's bottling his emotions up. And I'm like, this is an interesting touch. Like, this act this kid is a good actor you can see all of that emotion in his face i was impressed by that and i was like i'm getting layers like they had a deep connection maybe he felt like katie was his mother figure not Mm -hmm. rachel Mm -hmm. why is this funeral in a house i guess that's a con i i i guess this (laughs) does happen house funerals in the same house she
2: died in though
1: right like that's weird. Apparently they, they said that Katie's heart just stopped and her mom, who's Rachel's sister is like flabbergasted that her 16 year old daughter's heart stopped. And I'm like, I flabbergasted that you're having the funeral here in your damn house, bitch. I know maybe funeral homes are expensive, but you still had to embalm her, and it's an oh, it's a closed casket. But
2: there's a rec center down the street. Maybe you can, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a community center. Like there are other places mm-hmm. you could. Now you have to like live with the fact that your daughter died in this house, and you had the funeral. List. Her ghost is here.
1: Yeah, and especially, like, there's those gossiping old biddies in the house that are like, <laughs> I wonder if she, ki- I wonder if she committed suicide or, oh, OD- no, they, they say that I wonder if She's she OD'd OG. because why else would they have a closed casket? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I think open caskets are creepy. They're like, I, I know a lot of other cultures, a lot of cultures have open caskets, a lot of cultures stand up the dead and take pictures with them. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to sh- shame any cultures that do that, but I guess, you know, it's my Western perspective speaking, but... I don't know. I'm not, I don't like it. It's creepy to me.
2: I mean, uh, yeah. I don't, it doesn't bother me either way. I do think with younger people though, it is just like, it is like, it's harder to see that like a, a kid, like someone under mm-hmm. a certain age, cause she was like 16 or something. Like that's like, damn, so much yeah. life was lost in that. So that's, what's hard for me to stomach. But I did, I did write in my notes. Um, the auntie wants her to become Columbo and find out what happened because she's having a breakdown <laughs> in the kitchen. Like, she does. why did my daughter have this heart attack? That I went to mm-hmm. three different doctors. They say they don't know. And the daddy just sleeping all day. Like, <laughs> everybody's checked out.
1: Yeah. So when they're talking, the sisters, we also get like the flashback of how she found her and Katie's face, which is the infamous ring face and her head like slumps forward, almost like it's already like decomposing off of her body. It's actually pretty well done.
2: It looks so creepy. I remember being so creeped out when I first saw that. And it's still like, if I don't, if I take time without watching this for a while, it's still one of those scenes that scares me a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Rachel immediately goes to get the scoop (laughs) with the teens fight. Overhears that Becca is in a mental hospital and then fucking Adam Brody is in this. Oh lady? yeah, I what? said, I
2: said she trying to be cool, then the nigga from OC chimes in. <laughs> he was also in grind. His, yeah. He was also in grind. That's oh funny. my god,
1: he was in grind. Oh my god, I, I did see that.
2: <laughs> Shout out to grind.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so he tell I don't know what his name is. Adam Brody tells yeah, yeah, Rachel yeah. about the tape. Um, and and he tells her that, you know, uh, Katie had a secret boyfriend, Josh, and that no, he allegedly home killed girl, himself.
2: The homegirl snitch. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. No, it was the girl. Yeah, the, one of the two girls outside snitched that she had a secret boyfriend, Josh. Adam Brody said that he killed himself the same night Katie died. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, shit. These tape viewing motherfuckers are. Everybody
2: dead. dying. Everybody dead.
1: So now we're, uh, then they're they're back at their house. Aiden, oh no, no, they're not at their house. They're still at the funeral. Yeah, mm -hmm, He goes upstairs and goes to Katie's TV and sees like an invisible, you know, blob ghost thing moving in the background, which Katie, I think, saw as well right before she died. So Rachel goes up there and is like, why are you up here? Why are you in her room? And he's like, it's not her room anymore. I'm like, God, this kid is He's very literal, but it's true. It's <laughs> true. And, <laughs> and Rachel sees a picture of Katie and Aiden smiling, and just kind of like you could tell that she's they're super
0: close. Hurt by it
1: yeah, because they were very close, and you could see that Aiden was once really happy. And I feel like it hurts Rachel to see how happy he is with her. And I'm like, well, do something about it. Change it. So Rachel goes through Katie's stuff and sees that all of the the, the female faces are just all the faces in in her like binder full of you know collages and shit her her like tiger beat collages (laughs) her j14 collage yeah
2: (laughs) yeah
1: her (laughs) 17 magazine are all like scribbled out all the faces are scribbled out so she finds a slip for a photo place and then the next morning goes and gets katie's photos developed
2: yeah and she was like looking through all these pictures and they're like having a jelly good time. It's like a horny teen,
1: like uh, camping trip. I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. fuck yeah,
2: this is cute. Uh, I was
1: Yeah. I was looking for a joint in those pictures. I didn't too. see one, but I feel like it, I feel like it was there. They, they probably was were getting high, they
2: was high <laughs> and getting hammered probably. But, um, so she's looking through all these pictures and then towards the end of the pictures, all the faces in this full photo of them are they're All their faces are blurred. But while she's looking at these pictures, she sees, like, the cabin that they're at, the location. hmm And she fucking hops in the car and goes to the cabin.
1: She also finds out um, before, right before she goes to the cabin that the other two kids in the picture also died on the same night and time as Katie and Josh. So they all died at 10 p.m. on the same night.
2: Everybody did. Um, so, yeah, she goes to the cabin, that same cabin spot, and the attendant there is weird. He's doing magic tricks and card tricks and shit. Like whatever, but, um...
1: Yeah, I have annoying magician desk worker <laughs> is what I wrote down who keeps guessing the wrong card.
2: Yeah, he is not good at it, this or his job. Um... No. And she gets the same room and she, like, grabs the tape from his little v- VHS wall.
1: Yeah, she saw, like... She looked at the wall and saw one tape in, like, that was blank and had... Yeah, it didn't have a jacket on it either. Mm-hmm. For the young people, a jacket is what we used to call the thing that you put VHS tapes in.
2: VHS, VHS tapes are
1: what we watched movies on before DVDs. And if you don't know what a DVD is, you should buy.
2: You are <laughs> too young for this fucking show, but welcome. Um so anyways, she goes to the cabin, she watches the tape, she gets a phone call immediately, 7 days. 7 whole mm-hmm. days and not a word from you maybe tomorrow was a tony braxton fam um <laughs>
1: yeah that that fucking film also looked like a 90s art house like shitty <laughs> student film where like they were trying to be really deep and probably listen to the cure <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it, did, it did look like uh like throwaway edits from a cure video or something like it was very it did yeah it was very kind of
1: little lo-fi ish a mm-hmm. lot of like you could see like the tape kind of skipping a little bit like it, the quality was shitty but it almost looked like it was on purpose and yeah. fully done yeah
2: <laughs> like this is definitely um on repeat in somebody's art installation at a gallery somewhere mm-hmm. like oh okay we get it but so um yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah the the tape was so weird but then she got yeah she got the seven days call and then we just get uh a fast forward to Aiden back at the house fending for himself making his own
1: lunch yeah walking himself to school in the pouring fucking rain and he goes
2: <laughs> I'm going to school now
1: <laughs> yeah Rachel's just sitting in her room literally just holding the tape in her hands and looking at it yeah locked in I'm her like, room take your kid to school Rachel like you're literally you're looking at a piece of plastic <laughs> like
2: Bitch. you're not even
1: looking at what's on the tape which you already saw but like Get your shit together, Rachel.
2: Yeah. So then she calls this fine ass nigga to come over, and I guess his name is Noah. And she's like, taking, she's like, take my picture, take my picture. And he's like, why? Like, what for? And he's, she's like, it's something's mm-hmm. weird. And so he takes her picture. He's like, are you gonna look at me? And so she gives him this ugly ass me mug, and then takes his takes her picture, and her picture's blurry.
1: Sorry, I just have one note about Noah when he's on his way to the to Rachel's place. Him and Aiden cross paths and they look at each other and so, oh, yeah. there's so so much loaded emotion in that. It's like you could already tell because he's Noah is framed as Rachel's like, I guess, colleague or friend. But mm-hmm. that in that moment, you're like, there's history here.
2: Yeah, they know each other. And that kid
1: again plays that kid plays it so well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um. He is unhelpful, is what my notes say. He's just unhelpful and doesn't believe her about this
1: tape situation. Yeah. I
2: think Is this where he watches it too?
1: Yeah, she doesn't want him to see it, but he's like, no, show it to me. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, so yeah. She does. And the phone rings afterwards. She doesn't answer it. It goes to voicemail. And they have a back and forth about it, like not being real. And she's like, whatever. And he leaves. She deletes the voicemail. And it, it fast forwards to her at the, in the audiovisual room at
1: uh wherever the fuck (laughs) she copies yeah she copies the tape and like the time code on the tape looks all weird Mm -hmm. and so then it cuts to the next day of her showing it to noah and he says like a tape without a time code or a control track is like being born without fingerprints so it's like where'd it come from? from yeah. It's a it's a ghost tape. At mm-hmm. some point, I don't know if it was this day or before, but we also see Rachel like stare. I was it no? It mu- I thought it was in this building, but it must have been the day before, where she's like staring at the window at the building and watching that other woman like parenting her kid, and she's like looking at it longingly. And I'm like, just do it. Just talk to Aiden, <laughs> girl. Just do it. Y'all live <laughs> in
2: the same house. It's never too late to be a mom. <laughs> like
1: <Right. laughs>
2: Unless you're my mom. Yeah. Um, so then he, or they're like talking it over and then suddenly Mm -hmm. come through the door is Noah's other thing. And I was like, is that the girl from NCIS? I thought that was, I thought that was the girl from Resident Evil. I was like, oh no, that's not Mila Jovich. But then I was thinking of that girl too.
1: I think, is it Polly Perrette? Yeah. I was like, who is this? I'm looking it up now it is her okay alternative 90s bitch <laughs> yeah i'm like I, i'm like ncis popped in my head it is her i just yeah. i just noticed
2: but um yeah i was like oh he got a new bitch and he introduces them both as friends essentially he's like this is my colleague and this is mm-hmm. my uh my student friend assistant
1: yeah because rachel and noah were flirting right before she walked in because they were like arguing over like something on the tape because he mentioned that the angles in the video you should have been able to see the camera because it was straight on in the mirror that was in it and they like break the tape going back and forth but they like look at each other like they're gonna fuck yeah as that happens
2: and (laughs) then uh so rachel snatches her tape out because like Noah's trying to make conversation and make it less awkward because he got both his bitches in a room at the same time and he's trying to She, she
1: kisses him too yeah yeah so she's like his assistant kisses him on the so it's just like a big, close to the mouth.
2: A big you better watch out, step bitch to Rachel, which valid I guess. Mm-hmm. This nigga's being mm-hmm. sneaky, oh. but um uh Rachel snatches her tape and she's like tries to get up out of there. And he follows her out like, so you don't want her to watch it? He was like, no. In my notes, say Rachel should have let her watch it. You gonna kiss this nigga know, in front right? of me? <laughs> I'm gonna let you die. <laughs> But that's because I'm petty. Um mm-hmm. No,
1: I would've I yeah, I would have been like I, Rachel didn't know what we know later about the tape. Yeah. But like I wish, yeah, I wish he let her watch it too.
2: Right. So um Rachel's like, no, he's like, but you let me watch it. And it's like, goddamn right,
1: I let you watch it. So then She runs away from her problems basically at that moment. Like she doesn't allow them to talk about it. And I wrote I feel like It seems to me that she always runs away from her problems and is now on this journey and is using this tape as an excuse to make up for her failures as a mom.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So then Rachel goes to meet up with baby goth number two, a.k.a. Becca. And Mm -hmm. Becca's like full baby goth now. She's like full on, like dead inside and outside.
1: She has to walk past the TV in the room with a curtain because she can't even look at it. Yeah, she is traumatized done for
2: and Rachel's like grilling her about the situation and about Katie I know I'm like can can you see that she is a mess Rachel
1: (laughs) she has no tech I'm like
2: as an investigator you are like she's gone full on Columbo at this point and it's just like
1: she's like what's her name Nancy Grace in her ass yeah (laughs) she's like I need to know (laughs) how did she die (laughs) Oh, what crying. happened to the body? <laughs>
2: Where are the bodies? I'm crying.
1: America needs to know. <laughs> I'm sorry. My impression was better than detox, detox. and acid baddies.
2: <laughs> By a long shot. <laughs> God, your Nancy Grace is great. Shout out. We need to expose that more. Um, I should
1: do that on Snatch Game. Though. Yeah,
2: let, let the people know of your talents. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then... Baby Goth is not really giving it up. She's like not trying to talk about all this, but she somehow knows Rachel's only got four days and she puts four on her finger. She's like, you'll know more in four days. And like says it all mm-hmm. quiet and sad. So then Noah is a uh, jump cups, jump cuts to Noah at the store buying cigarettes and all his little, uh, personals. And the, the lady, when he's like the cashier, when she's like checking him out, she goes, you're going to die. And he's like, "What?" And she's like, "My oh, yeah. cousin used to smoke." And then he's talking about the cigarettes he just bought, I and know. she goes into some whole story about how her cigarette, or her cousin used to smoke cigarettes, quit and hasn't even looked back since. I'm like, "So your cousin didn't die from smoking cigarettes?" That's what. Oh, mm. Never mind.
1: I just want to, like I get I'm not I don't like smoking cigarettes. I hate the smell. Whatever. Like a lot of people don't like cigarettes, but shut up. Like. I, Mind your business. You
2: don't know what this man is going through. He is gonna die. Also, let him have a cigarette. Those
1: cigarettes. He bought one pack, and they were fifteen thirty-three. Nigga. What? Are you fucking like, serious? That is crazy. Also, I just realized that we we skipped an entire day in the story. Did we? The story is told in day. We did.
0: What day did we uh, skip? We, <laughs> we we
1: we skipped. So- we haven't even been mentioning what day is what. It don't fucking matter. Okay. Like, there's few that you need to know. We skipped Sunday, day four, where Rachel goes to the library and looks up lighthouses to compare oh, to the lighthouse in the tape.
2: Oh yeah, that's right, that's right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, no, we skipped two days. Wait, no, we didn't.
2: Okay, Standing we skipped. Par- yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah.
2: <Not> <laughs>
1: There's so many, so here. many days and so many events.
2: Well, because these days Sorry. is long as fuck. I'm like, I know these days are longer what? than slavery and a CVS receipt. Like Jesus Christ. Oh my god, <laughs> they have all the time. <laughs>
1: So after Rachel visits Becca and before Noah gets shaded by the grocery clerk, <laughs> Rachel prints images from the tape and, f- and then spots the lighthouse in the background while she's like adjusting the tracking. And she also spots like a fly that seems oh, to keep yeah. moving when the tape is paused and she's able to physically remove the fly and then she immediately gets a nosebleed. Then we're on, the next day is when she goes and looks up lighthouses and finds out that the lighthouse in the tape is from Moesco Island and sees that the woman um, in the tape was on the Lighthouse Restoration Committee. And I was like, Anna Morgan was a tall-ass woman. Did you see? Yeah. She, like, dwarfed everyone in that fucking picture. <laughs>
0: she did. And she,
1: was also- <laughs> and she was also in all white. I'm like, she is Norwegian for sure. And um, <laughs> she was wearing all black while everyone else was in white. I'm like, to me, that was a little too obvious yeah. of a cue. I'm like, okay, okay. She's a dark bitch. Like, we get it. She's dark and miserable, but like that's a little obvious.
2: I was gonna say, um no one did notice too his face was blurred on that uh security camera,
1: oh right, yes, he did, and so th- then he like finally believes Rachel mm-hmm. um, Rachel also finds out in her library uh her ing that, <laughs> <the horse, laughs> that the horse uh, that the Anna Morgan and her husband's horses like got a mysterious sickness that. Mm-hmm pretty much drove them mad and they like ran into the ocean and drowned themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Anna allegedly committed suicide by jumping off a cliff after suffering hallucinations and being confined to a psychiatric hospital. Yep. And then Rachel also realizes that she's finding this all out, that she's scribbling off the faces oh, in the piece yeah. of, and the picture that's on her desk. So, or on the desk. So it's like, Oh, Rachel, the t- Samar has taken you in. <laughs> you start yeah. to scribble, that's
2: sign one It's fucking weird, so then she uh, She goes back home And uh The babysitter is In front of the TV, and the TV's on But it's on that, like, static screen Like how mm-hmm. the tape is And the babysitter is slumped And she looked like she dead
1: I know, I'm like, Rachel is late Again ah! like apparently she is very late because i also have a note here more ugly green clouds moving fast there there are so many cuts of ugly green clouds moving fast yeah just to creep you out even more this filter sometimes goes from piss to barf and i'm like it's a little much for me
2: (laughs) so rachel like wakes her up and they both scare each other and, you know, she pays her and she was like, it's so funny because she's like, Aiden was such an angel. He put himself to bed and he read me a story and da 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 i was like, of course he did. I bet mean, he yeah. made you dinner, but he, he really did, <laughs> did
1: everything. Mixed he his, rubbed your feet. He, yeah. he drew you a bath. Yeah, <laughs> he makes
2: his own lean cuisines. So he don't need nobody. He
1: put on Jeopardy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then um, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. He's going to be up for his stories tomorrow. So, um... Rachel's on the phone eventually. Because Does anything happen with this after the baby starts um, home?
1: Yes, but I, I'll have to say, this is my note. My note here is pretty fucked up. I'd be like, Rachel is so negligent. Neg- oh my God, negligent. Uh, the indica mush mouth strikes again. Um, she's so negligent. I'd rather have Joe Jackson or Casey Anthony as a oh! parent. <laughs> 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 um, maybe not Casey Anthony. That's even a little too I mean, Even though she got off too.
2: Ah, ah, ah. The poor parenting
1: episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Essentially, I feel like that's a, that really is a big part of what this movie is about. Yeah, the but
2: poor parenting what episode. Act,
1: what, what happens at the end of this night after the babysitter leaves is Rachel is talking to her sister on the phone about watching Aiden. And she, like, chokes on a long strand of, like, black hair, like, that's all matted and tangled up while she's drinking a glass of water. And then water starts dripping out of the phone she was talking on, too. And then Rachel goes to bed and has, like, a dream of seeing a girl sitting in... Well, actually, we don't know that it's a dream yet. Sorry. Whoopsie. Whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rachel, um, it looks like Rachel goes up to Aiden's room and sees a girl, a.k.a. Samara, sitting in a chair. And then she grabs Rachel by the arm. And then Rachel wakes up from her dream and has, like, a weird, like, handprint kind of tree-ish looking, like, burn on her arm when she wakes up. So it's like, uh-oh, your dreams are actually out to get you. Yeah,
2: that bitch is in, in, in the room for real or something. She wakes up all, like,
1: in a tizzy from her dream and finds Aiden watching the tape. Oh, and yeah. And that sends her off. Because <laughs> and,
2: and she, like, asked him why would he watch it. he's like, because I couldn't sleep like nigga you couldn't watch South Park or like Family Guy (laughs) like or whatever the Dateline NBC but um, she like yells at him and the phone rings and then she like doesn't answer the first time and then the phone rings again and then she screams like stay away from him and it's Noah (laughs) actually on the phone and then she's like crying and he's like trying to be like I need to meet up with you because I believe you blah 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 and then he's like, she's not responding or anything. He's like, are you still there? And she was like, he watched mm-hmm. it. And he was like, who? He, who watched what? He's like, our son.
1: And it was like, what the dun, fuck? Dun, dun. This has been the baby daddy
2: the whole time. Like-
1: right? I know. That explains the glance when they crossed each other's paths in the rain. It's like, oh. Yeah, baby daddy you're in a plain dad sight. Yeah, <laughs> baby daddy
2: in plain mm-hmm. sight. Don't want nothing to do with you. So and then he
1: reads him yeah, in the car. So, so the next, next morning, yeah, the
2: next morning, because they both have a journey to go on, and I'm guessing they drop him off at the grandmama's house or some shit. But uh in the so it's Aiden and Noah just in the car. And Noah just straight up is like, Do you wish I was around more? And Aiden's like, No. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like, Do you want to be around more? Then Noah tries to make all these excuses for how it's complicated and how Cause his
1: dad was a disappointment too yeah,
2: yeah. and aiden's like yeah i know she told me the story and yeah. and noah's like okay and he's like you know i want to be i oh i specifically mm-hmm. wrote this down because there was a callback because noah's like yeah you know my dad was shitty and i don't want to be like that but i want to be around but i don't want anybody else to be your dad but I, I made a
1: note of that too. Yeah, he's
2: like, but I want to be your dad, and Aiden goes, "It's quite a conundrum," and that's a callback because when Aiden was like with the babysitter, the babysitter told his mom like mm-hmm. he learned the word conundrum today. So I thought <laughs> that I'm was like, this a, is a
1: smart ass kid, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck Noah, that is some toxic masculine bullshit." Like you are aware of it, break the fucking cycle and be a good dad.
2: Yeah, you can't. If somebody else wants to step up and be the fucking dad, and she wants to like also step up and be a mm-hmm. good mom. Like you can't interfere with that because your ass isn't like on that type of time. Like stay out
1: of the way. Yeah. It made me think and that actually did make me feel a little bit for Rachel because maybe Noah has been meddling in her fucking life and scaring other men away because he doesn't want them to be Aiden's dad. Uh, yeah. Aiden also calls him out for being a creep and taking pictures of him while he's playing in the yard at school. I'm like, you don't want to be his dad, but you want to show up, not talk to him and take pictures. So you can feel like a father and have a son. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I really dislike him.
2: Yeah, and like it's it, it, just, it just goes to show kids are not stupid, especially this one. Like, yeah. he knows what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on. He knows what's up. And you be trying to hide shit and be sneaky and do shit on the low. Kids are paying attention. Um, So I thought it was funny. He ices his deadbeat dad, and he gives him a picture to give to Rachel that mm-hmm. he drew. Um, so they decide that Rachel is going to take the ferry to go to the island where the Morgans lived, and then Noah's Mm -hmm. supposed to go to the psychiatric ward that Samara Mm -hmm. was at.
1: Yes. And then Rachel, also before Rachel goes, she finds out that Katie, her niece, was drawing pictures, like drawing her dreams that included like the horses and, you know, spirals or rings and ladders and other shit that you saw in the tape, which mirror what? Aiden has been drawing too, mm-hmm. so yeah. Then Noah Noah does give right. Is that what he ge- Noah does Noah give her the picture before she gets on the ferry? Yeah, because yeah, she that gets a different. Picture? No,
2: that's the same thing because it says mom on okay. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh right, right, right. Yeah, it's a picture that Samara we find out told Aiden to draw. Um, uh, Rachel goes to like the library or wherever she goes. I don't know. She well, finds, she's, she's she finds on the ferry. out. Oh, oh on no, the she's. Ferry. Right. She's reading articles she got from the library and finds out that Anna Morgan had a daughter.
2: And like while she's on the ferry, um she like is walking I guess to go back up or over somewhere and she's in the garage, where all the cars and trailers and stuff are parked mm-hmm. and she sees the horse trailer and it's the same mm-hmm. and then like there's a vision of like the horse eye that was the same eye um from the tape and she's just walking up on some random horse trying to headed and play gentle and you don't know this horse lady you don't know its temperament
1: um now this horse is like fuck you and this <laughs> Get horse away is, from me.
2: Uh, is immediately super aggressive with her and she's trying to calm it down and then all of a sudden it just keeps like running back and forth in the trailer trying to break free essentially and then does mm-hmm. and it's like running yeah. around this garage and i'm like mm, girl how you going to explain this like <laughs> <Yeah>, <know. laughs> holy shit <laughs> and all these people are trying to contain this horse nobody can lasso a horse they got all that rope and no motion is happening so nobody can grab this horse
0: mm-hmm.
2: and all of a sudden it starts running right toward rachel and she's on the uh like the edge edge of the like the boat edge or whatever and as this horse she mm-hmm. she like ducks and the horse jumps overboard and then we see the yeah. horse. Kid. It wasn't,
1: it, it didn't even care about you, Rachel. Yeah. It just wanted to, well, actually it wanted to get away from you, not just want to break <laughs> free. Just
2: wanted to break free yeah. right into the sun. Um, yeah. And then, she, yeah, she looks in
1: the water it and the red. horse base, the horse gets sucked up into the propeller of the boat is what I gathered from that. It like went down the side of the ship, like trying to swim. And then they look over the back and that horse probably got chopped the fuck up. Cause that water was red. And that little girl's like,
2: it's my horse. <laughs> Poor horse, <laughs> yeah. poor horse, girl. I'm um, like,
1: sorry, your daddy's gonna buy you a new one. You spoiled little asshole. Yeah,
2: you'll be fine. <laughs> uh So then Noah is breaking in the records room over at the psych ward, and he's finessing. Yeah, he them tricks those people. Records, and he.
1: Yeah, that was a smart move. I was impressed with that. By being like, I mm-hmm. tried. To, he like made it seem like he was stupid and said that he was. He knows the Morgans and was uh go He's been up to the room many times and like we know you're a liar. It, the room's actually in the basement. And I'm like, you morons, you he's, fell for um, it. Now he knows where to break in. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, uh, Rachel is white womaning and yeah, she goes to the Morgan's house and is asking Mr. Morgan mad questions. She's mentioning the tape and, uh, uh. says she made a copy and he's not interested in helping her. And, Says he doesn't even have a daughter. He's sick of her being in his house.
1: Yeah, she's trying to pull off that it's about the horses. And he's like,
2: this ain't you know. about
1: no, no it, damn no, horses. No, it isn't. Tell yeah. tell me why you're really here.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so then Rachel pulls out Aiden's creepy little art. And it's a house. Um, and then, and then Aiden, and then like, I think it's Aiden's face that's blacked out. All right. Right. Little...
1: it's it's samara's face yeah, he didn't a... draw them he drew he drew the morgans
2: yeah and that's yeah, Sam,
1: samara is blacked out and rachel can tell that it's the same house that she's currently at
2: yeah and then also we jump cut again and it's noah he finds anna's file and he's able to and it said something about um oh no there's like weird photo negatives of drawings and shit in mm-hmm. the file like
1: you could tell that Yeah, and that yeah, you're like the what he found out was that Anna's had like a bunch of she's gotten pregnant many times, but has always had a miscarriage.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So
1: so Samara was adopted, and then as that happens, then Noah gets his nosebleed.
2: Oh yeah, and he's like drawing him maniacally, like this like the Mm -hmm. well,
0: this
1: black
2: hole. Uh Yeah, and uh, Rachel calls and asks him about the picture he drew, and he said that the little girl showed it to him, and she's like, what? He's like, yeah, uh, she lives in a dark place now. Because she's like, well, where is this little girl? Like, is she alive? Like, what's up? And he's like, she lives in a dark place. She's always in the dark. It's like so creepy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aiden was drawing the ring, not Noah, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Rachel meets with a local person who lives there, like somebody else who lives on the island, maybe like a neighbor who just happens to be. Oh, a- is the doc? Yeah, she's a doctor. The doctor. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought it was like a like a neighbor or something. I don't know how I- I'm high.
1: Um, but yeah, well, sorry, I have to stop. This is legendary actress Jane Alexander, by the way, who yeah. I also forgot was in this movie. Yeah, yeah, she was. No- she was nominated for all the President's Men, Testament, and Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah, so. a great actress. I love to see her. Yeah, I love to see her in this movie. I forgot.
2: Yeah, um, she is the doc. She's a doctor, and so Rachel asked her about the Morgans, and she looks a little like. Mm? caught off guard um anyways mm-hmm. the doctor tells them that the morgans adopted samara um because the mom like her mom had died or something so they just came up on this kid and and said she was seeing things all the time though she was having like hallucinations or but it was only whenever samara was around so they said something mm-hmm. was wrong with her <clears throat> and the doctor referred them to a psych um but never like followed up with her progress or anything And Rachel was like, well, why not? Like, what's up with that? And she was like, honestly, Mm -hmm. sometimes um, things are more peaceful when she wasn't around.
1: (laughs) And to me, this scene really spoke to the film's, like, themes on the burdens of parenting and how difficult it is because there's a mentally, like, disabled boy in the yard. And the way that she talks about him is, like, It's her son's son, so I think it's her grandson. Yeah, yeah. And she's saying like, kids like him take work. Some people have limits. Yeah. And she, it sounds like she's also trying to tie that to Samara. So I feel like it's saying like, parenting is a real undertaking, and some people can't handle it. And you need to think about it before you become a parent, or before like, I'm not saying this. I am agreeing with everything she's saying, but I think that's what the film is saying here. Like, no, 1,000 percent. You need to really think hard before it, and like, you need to. Like, not just have sex willy-nilly and shit. Willy-nilly. How old am I?
2: <laughs> and, I use willy-nilly uh, all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. be responsible with your choices Genitals. in the bedroom. Because if you're not ready to be a parent, uh, don't be one. Because this shit is difficult.
2: Yeah, it's 1,000% true. I definitely think that the theme of negligent parenting and the responsibility and mm-hmm. even the burden of being a parent and shit uh, is always, like present in this
1: um yeah you you pa- and you pass your mistakes on to your kids i feel like generational trauma is a little bit embedded in here too it's definitely like, a thing we'll, we'll, we'll get to more of that later as the as it goes on
2: yeah so rachel goes back to the morgan's place and she starts white womaning again and uh just looking around being nosy touching shit, finding she, just shit. Walks,
1: she just walks in
2: <laughs> <laughs> white womaning And she starts watching shit on TV, watches one of Samara's, like, uh, personal interview tapes from the psych ward, and Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna hold you, Samara is creepy as fuck, and I can see both sides now. (laughs) I
1: mean, this is not a spoiler, we all know that Samara drowns in a well, but... But like she looks like she drowned in a well before, before she, she actually died, drowned in the well. well. Yeah. She she already looks like she's been drowned multiple times. Like why is her aesthetic, like waist length black hair covering her face and looking down at the floor? Like she, she is full blown off. Yeah. Like <laughs> she is, yeah, she's a creepy kid. She's fucking. Like, I know. Scary. Like they're trying to say like you know w- w- you don't know what you're going to get when you're parenting you might have someone with a disability you might have fucking samara who's i don't know the <laughs> daughter of satan right. i know like is the is the film i don't know if the film is trying to say like is trying to have sympathy f- more for the parents or the kids or maybe it's trying to just point out how complicated it both is both sides are like- yeah. If Samara was around, I'm not sure if I think kicking her ass into a well was the wrong choice. It's I'm not based off I'm not gonna tell you stuff. how to
2: handle your household. You don't tell me how to handle mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I I made a note. I said because on the interview tapes they're like showing her art and stuff, and I was like, her and Aiden have mm-hmm. very. I said her and Aiden have very similar art styles.
1: Maybe they should collab. <laughs> <laughs> I they think. Should. I mean, I think Samara is working. She's like. She yeah, she's working through him, probably, right?
2: I don't know, because he was drawing pictures. I don't know, maybe, because he was drawing pictures before he saw the tape.
1: That's true. You know what it probably was? That the same fucking intern that got paid one dollar to to be to work on this movie, they just like made him make the drawings <laughs> and he just made it look the fucking same because he probably wasn't even getting paid a dollar. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, here, here you go.
0: That's
2: true. <laughs> I like to say they had the same vision. But um, Mr. Morgan just straight up clocks Rachel in the head and he is big mad. He fucking like, and she still gets up and is like moving. I was like, God damn. But, um, she's following him, asking him questions and grilling him and like yelling at him and berating him. And he's like, fuck this. Like, what did he say? Cause she was like, you do have a daughter and you like abandoned her. Yeah. Well, she
1: walked. wait, sorry. I don't, I am so high. I don't remember what you just said.
2: Remember what I'm talking <laughs> um, about he hits her in the head cuz he comes home okay, right. he comes on while she's watching her those psych tapes.
1: Oh right. Noah in like a scene intercut with this finds out that with the sassy that that like sassy like man who's just like giving him shit about oh, yeah. lying about being Mr. Morgan at uh-huh. the hospital they go down and find out that actual Mr. Morgan has checked out and never returned Samara's tapes. Mm-hmm. So when he finds Rachel looking at him he clocks her and then he but he immediately like Goes upstairs and takes the TV with him. Mm-hmm. She follows him upstairs. It is wet everywhere. Oh yeah, and I said.
2: Plug-in. I said he fills in the bathroom with water and all of in like all of Radio Shack and then he in- <laughs> <laughs> and then kills himself. If I wrote Circuit City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said he, he fills the all. bathroom with water and all of Radio Shack's inventory and then kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, Super and then as brutal. he kills himself, he he says to Rachel that like. She's never going to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you can't stop her. And then he, you know, he drops that TV and then.
2: Turns it on. Bye he turns bye-bye. on that little surge protector. And then Noah comes in out of nowhere. Like, nigga, are you crazy? Stop coming up behind me. This nigga just killed himself. I know. <laughs>
1: oh, he also, he also says that Aiden will die.
2: Yeah. 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 He will die. <laughs> yeah, he will die. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then um, they go to the barn in the back, right? Cause I my notes just say Samara equals horse girl. So I'm assuming this is when they're at the barn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They go, they go in the barn because in the, in the tape that that Rachel was watching, Samara says that daddy doesn't love me or want to help me. Daddy loves the horses and he wants me to go away. So Rachel then deduces that. uh, I think Aiden said something earlier about Samara doesn't like it down there. The horses are too loud. So Rachel thinks that she means that the horses, like, the, obviously Samara was in the barn. So mm-hmm. Rachel, they they break it to the fucking barn, and then you see the giant, this ladder is huge. It's Like, massive. this barn is fucking enormous. And it looks like the ladder in the fucking tape. So they go up there, and they notice that Samara's room actually is the barn loft. Like, she, she was living up there with a bed and a TV, and that's basically it. Yeah, and... uh he sees that shit on the wall. Yeah,
2: I said these days feel long as hell. Because this is now, it's like date. She only has like one day left at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I was like, oh, these days feel long as hell.
1: They do. I know, they're stretching it out. It's actually, it's not that long of a movie. But it, the pacing, I don't know. It's a good pace. It
2: just feels but. like they have a lot of time to figure all this out. It
1: feels <laughs> like it feels like seven days. <laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah, they remove the wallpaper and reveal that big ass tree and all the drawings and shit like burned into the
1: walls. Mm-hmm. And they, and Rachel's like, I've seen the tree before. It's the tree at the Shelter Mountain Inn where ca- the kids went to cabin number twelve.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: And uh, is it sun rise or sunset?
1: sun sunset
2: cuz it's day 7 sunset
1: is the thing mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah now it's wednesday i guess i wrote, i have i wrote all the days down but i didn't say any of them really as we were going over it whatever this is the one you need to know now it's wednesday it is day 7 they are back at cabin 12 and and yeah and they're li- and rachel says that the the tree the leaves on the tree got hit at sunset so brightly that they look like they were on fire and that was right when she watched the tape so Noah starts losing his shit, starts fucking up this cabin because I don't know. I think he's just fucking over it. At yeah, this I said so he knocks a marbles. Yeah, my, notes,
2: my notes say Noah comes in, uh not Noah comes in. I was like, Noah starts tearing shit up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: I kept just thinking about like the damages
0: <laughs> he's just throwing. I know,
1: like you're gonna have to you
0: know,
1: pay a lot for this you broke everything in
2: here <laughs> but anyway but yeah when he knocks over one of the things like the marbles they all collect in one area and then he really starts tearing shit up he starts hacking up them floors i'm like this this mm-hmm. room attendant or whatever the fuck is gonna be pissed
1: so like, well, he did. He did at least remove the mold yeah, <laughs> by hacking did, up those did. moldy floorboards. Because yeah, there's, so,
2: they found a well under. They could cut him
1: a check for that. Yeah, they
2: found a well under and a you know like a whole body.
1: But um, mm-hmm. the well is so creepy. It is. It's <laughs> long. They drop a rock in it. It takes a while to get to the bottom. Oh,
2: it's it's so creepy. But um, the TV turns on while they're checking this out, scoping mm-hmm. the scene with their flashlights, and shit starts leaking. And I. <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, oh, are you about to say the same thing? Cindy, the TV's leaking. <laughs> <laughs> <movie three>. yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: it's the best.
2: <laughs> oh, That's so funny. Um, and then while they're scoping out the well, there's like a weird noise, and she's like, Do you hear that? And he's like, What? And then all of a sudden, all of these flies just fly up, and because mm-hmm. like something's unscrewing. But, anyways, the TV leans forward, knocks her in, she falls in the well
1: and she is getting hit a lot in this movie <laughs> <laughs> she got she got whacked in the side of her head she almost got trampled by a horse now she's fucking falling into a well after we getting cracked with a television and this is an old like late night like a 90s tv this tv had weight to it yeah it, it, was, no a, flat it was a tv <laughs>
2: with a booty on it like <laughs> like it was an old tv i was like jesus christ yeah. like this is heavy mm-hmm. but um she falls in the well. And I was like, ew, I know that
1: water stink, but <laughs> and, like well <laughs> water is
2: so gross, <laughs> like with a decaying body in it. Jesus Christ. I
1: know. It had to smell like, like ass warmed over, dead ass warmed over. Dude. So I used to go to summer camp. Um, <laughs>
2: this is a funny story. We have time for another story. I hope um, when I was little, yeah, why not? my mom used to send me to summer camp every year. Cause she was trying to get me off Ridlin or to like, cause I didn't want to take it anymore. And so she was like, well, Summertime go loose, go wild. So she sent me to summer mm-hmm. camp. And at one of the camps I went to, whenever there's time to eat like our meals and stuff, like we had water, we had different beverage options. But the water they got from the well and it tasted like blood. And apparently Ew. it's because like what's it called is like, it iron yeah like iron composites and stuff like lines mm-hmm. the well and all those minerals and okay. stuff so it's all fresh mm-hmm. so it's like so it literally i mean it's like super fresh water but it's and it's filled with like minerals and shit that are good for you but it's like all that iron and it straight up just tastes like blood it's so gross it's gross
1: mm-hmm. i so, mean honestly i i'm i'm one of those people that likes the taste of my own blood yeah but it's still like that's not your own blood on the well wall. In
2: yeah, 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 <laughs> like, exactly. It's is... just like, but that's like, I mean, it's iron. So that's pretty much what it tastes like. It's pretty gnarly. But I remember being like, <laughs> like I'm somebody mm-hmm. who loves drinking water. It's the, like my primary beverage. And so uh, going to mm-hmm. summer camp and having to just like drink well water. I was like, Ugh. do we have not, there's not, I'll take Dasani yeah. at this point, which is like death. <laughs> Ew, but,
1: yeah, I know. Dasani, how does water taste flat? Dasani water smells like flat plastic. It you know just what? Smells like the plastic bottle.
2: Dasani tastes like somebody else's water. You know when there's like two cups of water and you go to take a sip of one, you're like, oh no, that's not my water. That's yours. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. what Dasani tastes like. In
1: you got somebody bottle. else's like lip funk on yeah, the bottle. Yeah, just like
2: somebody else's yeah. water. You know when that's not your water cup. Like you know that's mm-hmm. not yours. Yeah but um back to the movie uh yeah.
1: <laughs> the rachel, rachel sees a tally in the she sees like oh, a, tally, a date tally in the wall and you see the little fingernails like Ugh. i guess fingernails last a long time
2: mm-hmm.
1: because they, N- they're nails still stuck and teeth. in there they look nice
2: yeah nails and teeth yeah. and hair
1: mm-hmm. are forever protein so as noah goes out to get the hose to use as a rope to get rachel out and the well Closes on its own. Mm-hmm. And the sun is starting to set. So it's getting pretty eerie. And then Rachel reaches in the water and just her... She, like, brings up her hand and it's, like, covered in black hair. Ugh. And then a hand reaches out of the water and grabs her. And I feel like we go into a dream and it cuts to Samara singing in front of the well. Um, Anna walks up behind her and you... She, like, says something sweet to her. I don't really remember. But then pulls out like a fucking garbage bag. She couldn't even get like a burlap sack or something like comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. And suffocates her and pushes her in the well. And we find out obviously that because of the tally that Samara was still alive. I had a question here. Mm. This move, like clearly this doesn't take place that far in the past because Richard Morgan or whatever the father's name was. Wasn't that old. What, in his, he was maybe in his 60s. Maybe, maybe 70 60s. if we're pushing it. Uh-huh. Why is our Anna and Samara, specifically Anna, dressed like it's 1900 Victorian Anna style? Looks lo- she looks like an old spinster that would poison orphan children with strychnine. <laughs> like she <laughs> looks like she ran a tavern in the Old West. Like she, I don't get it. I don't get why like. She just because you have a crazy evil daughter doesn't mean you have to dress like it's 1902. I don't get the fashion choices. It takes I her like get it.
2: 45 minutes to put the top on. The <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like
1: She has a bu- she doesn't have a bustle, but she should like it, yeah. it would add to the look at this point. Bitch,
2: this <laughs> is taking you all of today to get dressed. Jesus Christ. You have the choker and everything, the little brooch. Down to the
1: brooch, she needs, a, she needs an assistant. Yeah, like she also at this point doesn't she have that like poofy Victorian hair that looks like a bulb with a yeah. little bulb on top? I'm like, <laughs> you might
2: want to keep Samara around. Her little hands could that, that fasten British those auntie buttons. hair, yeah, <laughs> her little hands could fasten the buttons. <laughs> Jesus she Christ, could,
1: she could lace you up real quick. <laughs> I'm saying
2: though, like, yeah, you have like these terrible hallucinations, but who else is going to help you get dressed? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, like you're really you're gonna push her down the well and have to lace up your own dress because you know like from the back you know your husband ain't gonna your do your husband you.
2: has no idea he's looking he's for zippers he wears flannel
1: every day he can he has no he's, idea he's dressed like it's present day yeah he's <laughs> dressed like it's this he died know, in like, long johns
2: like in suspenders <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she looks like she died of cholera like did she commit suicide i think she died of cholera scurvy maybe some Oregon Trail disease.
2: So yeah, like as the uh, they're having this intimate moment because then we flash back and Rachel's like holding Samara and she is like all like alive and shit, Ca- caressing and, her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it's like, and then in my notes say she's being more attentive to a ghost than she's ever been to her own son.
1: I wrote the same thing. I literally put she's showing more affection than we've ever seen her show Aiden. That's what mm-hmm. I
2: wrote. Mm-hmm.
1: And Samara basically decomposes.
2: And I said decaying in real time in there is like super cool. It looks yeah. it looks so sick. Um anyways, the cops again, come. sorry, oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh sorry. I just want to not to go back to child we're like referencing the child's play episode again, but I honestly felt like she turned into a giant escargot when she decomposed. And I was like, just I Dip her in some salt and butter. Ew, oh, ew. She, she kind of looked a little. She looked a little tasty. I'm sorry. That was Chris is good a French cannibal. Eating.
2: You guys, Chris is a cannibal. <laughs> Chris is a pro cannibalism.
1: I I'm pro escargot. That's what I am. And Jeez. she looked tasty.
2: You're disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, um. So yeah, the cops come and they're cleaning up the scene. I'm again in my head. I'm like, how are they explaining this? Like. Because yeah, you, t- you tear that room up, there's a well, and you're like, okay, so, peep, I watched this tape, and then the tape will be here, and then I was <laughs> doing this, and then my son watched it, and, I, like, and my son started having visions. Look at my arm. I got clocked in the head. Just... <laughs> this- there's a dead there's a dead nigga in a tub full of Radio Shack's merchandise. <laughs> and um then we started hacking up the floor because the marbles is here, cause this nigga had a tantrum. I went in a well. Lots of the checks t-
1: need to be cut. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the TV clocked me in the head. You're going need to replace that. Um, and there's a dead bitch in the well. So <laughs> oh
1: God. there's gonna be like there's gonna be like twelve thousand invoices from this yeah. in seven days. The only <laughs> thing,
2: the only thing that the cops say is. They're gonna bury her body next week. <laughs>
1: yeah. They don't. They don't care.
2: After all that, they don't well, care. We just get, we're, yeah, at least they're gonna bury her next week. So, um, at this point, Rachel has an epiphany about her shitty parenting. Like her and Noah yeah. at the same time realize, like, oh, we are terrible people.
1: Yeah, they're like they're having this conversation. I forget exactly what she says. Oh, but she's like, yeah, some kids need more understanding, and if they have. You know, Samara just needed to be understood for her quirks and weird drawings, and then she's like, Oh. Oh, her art I yes. need to understand my son for his quirks and weird drawings and shit and stop like treating him like he's my colleague. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. like he's your son, not your not your like peer yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, even though he kind of acts like it but you treat him that way he does but then um noah says like how long can you survive in a well with no or like how long can you survive in a well and and she's like seven days seven days is how long you can survive
1: yeah that was like a little oprah moment like Mm -hmm. it was a little forced but you know what we we needed to know we need seven days needed to be referenced again we were like you know it was a little bit of a Mm -hmm. reference clap Ooh, i just slammed my mic. This part was really funny to me, too, because they leave and they go home and Aiden is literally on Collaring. the floor looking like a corpse. Oh, yeah. No, he was literally face down on the floor looking, <laughs> looking like the dead. most stereotypical chalk outline ever. And they just, like, pick him up off the floor like it's nothing. I'm like, this is the most concerning thing about Aiden so far is that he sleeps face down on hardwood floor. What the fuck? That kid is, is has been toughened up too much by your bad parenting that he sleeps face down on hardwood <laughs> You people (laughs) fucked up really bad.
2: Uh, Relatable. Uh. So uh, they wake up the next morning in bed, Rachel and Aiden. And it's all like, "Mm, new day, new time. I have a new lease on life. Mm -hmm. I'm still alive. And Aiden's like, so what's up? What happened? And she's like, I helped her. And Aiden's like, what? What the fuck you mean you helped her? And she's like, I freed her. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Uh, bitch, are you crazy? Like, what do you mean? You can't free her. She never sleeps. Mm -hmm. Like this bitch does not stop. She keeps going. Like she does not stop. You can't help Mm -hmm. her.
1: Yeah. And And then he gets a nosebleed. Yeah. His nose starts to bleed. So Rachel is like, she's still going to kill my fucking son. Yeah. And
2: then he's, his little arm is bruised. And then he says she Mm -hmm. never sleeps. And over at Noah's house, He's drinking coffee on, and um, reading the paper and there's a ring stain from his coffee when he picks up the cup. And his TV turns on uh, way across the room. And in my notes say, Samara, bike! Because she's bike. And <laughs> uh, this is the scariest scene by far in the entire movie. And this is the most iconic. This is the one that was parodied. This is the, that, that whole genre. This is what set it off. The TV turns off. Or he turns it off, and then it turns back on, and it's a shot of the well. And um, he's like, what the fuck? And he starts walking backwards, and this bitch starts crawling out of the well. She's still on TV, and but mm-hmm. she's getting closer and closer to him. And it's getting like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then this bitch starts crawling out of the TV.
1: Oh, go for it. I was just gonna say, my favorite part—I mean, not favorite part—is did you notice that the on the t- as soon as she crawled out of the TV stand, you could see next to her arm that the two VHS tapes that are right there are Casablanca and The Craft. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love that. I'm like, no, Noah has taste, and also having The Craft there right as she's like crawling out of this TV yeah. with her like well hair. I'm like, it's perfect.
2: The powers <laughs> combined. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's crawling out this fucking TV, crawling towards him, and she just start, gotta crawl before you walk. <laughs> Baby girl starts walking. <laughs> Baby girl yep, starts she walking. Up. She gets up and she just it doesn't. She doesn't even have to take too many steps because she just like jump flashes. Her skin's all decayed.
1: Because when she stands up. He stumbles, knocks mm-hmm. glass over, and gets glass all in his hands, and then mm-hmm. he starts crawling. Mm-hmm. She was crawling. You know, like, the power switch. He's now out of power, and we're seeing it symbolically because yep. she's above him, and he's crawling like a little baby.
2: And while he's, like, about to die, Rachel's calling him simultaneously, like, trying to get a hold of them because she knows, like, this bitch is still out here and
0: mm-hmm.
2: too late. And it, all we see is some eye contact. I'm like, yes, Mama. She, all it takes is a stare, and he's out of here, which is a power I would like to. Yeah, which is a power I would like to have. I would like to stare at a nigga and kill him. Um, so, <laughs> Me too. yeah, Why not? boom. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then, um, it's too late because uh, Rachel's always late, and she gets to the apartment. And she's looking around and she's seeing that the shit's dirty and like there's glass everywhere, water's everywhere, everywhere, water puddle. And she sees his chair facing towards the TV in a puddle of water and and he's not responding to her and she goes up and this is the scariest part to me. She fucking turns him around and it's screw face, like ugly as fuck, Mm -hmm. distorted as fuck, like decayed as fuck. Like it's just like, boom. (laughs) <laughs> like scared the fuck out of me. So ugly, but uh he's dead, and she got to sneak out of there. Cause guess who's and like when she's leaving, guess who's coming up? His other bitch, the little the um oh yeah yeah and CSI
1: bitch. Yeah, Polly. Yeah, whatever, whatever that, the fuck. Whatever. Hopefully, hopefully she and she. I was like, does Rachel not say anything because she's like, I'm just gonna let her, let go, her go find, find him. That.
2: Trauma. Let her get a little can, taste and of can, trauma. she can
1: watch the tape, too.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she can mm-hmm. watch Now the she tape. can. Do, yeah, pass it on. Because I'll mention something How later. How much has
1: Rachel really grown?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll mention something about that later. I'll circle back to that point. Um, okay. But this is my favorite part in the whole movie. I used to think this was so fucking funny because Rachel co- goes home, and as soon as she runs into the apartment, Aiden's sitting on the couch coloring, and she goes, go here! and like yells at him and the way that he looks like his eyes are so scared of her and he's just like he's sh- like trembling it's and- like
1: this is how your first parenting <laughs> session goes your first <laughs> time really being a mom and you just scream at him he's, but part of me was like he's so was shook Aiden actually happy though yeah like, oh my god
2: she cares, she cares about me yeah he's so <laughs> shook Um, she breaks the tape, burns it, all this shit, and she keeps asking herself, like, what did I do that was so different? Like, Mm -hmm. what did I do that he didn't do? And then she realizes she made a copy, and she sees the copy, and she makes Aiden make a copy, too. And they have, like, a little conversation about how she just wanted Mm -hmm. to be heard, and, like, she's never gotten stopped, and and then Aiden goes, like, Yeah. yeah. And then Aiden's like, well, what are you going to do when you show it to the next person? And this is where I think they should the next person should be the, ex, the girlfriend of um, Noah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like,
2: mm-hmm. plot on that bitch. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she didn't really do anything, yeah. but just get her out of here.
0: Just for the I sake know. of Why it. Not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what Mr. Morgan said to her, I feel like really ties in with some of the the film's, like, critiques on society. Because he says, what is it with you reporters? You take one person's tragedy and force the world to experience it. You spread it like sickness. And I think that's what them having... Like, the, the way to live through watching Samara's tape is only to make other people see it by copying it. And I feel like it's kind of like a scathing critique of journalism in a way, saying that, like, a lot of it is just sensationalist and just you know, maybe infects the world with misery and the way that journalists often report things is for their own interest and to make a buck and not really to get, like, information out there that helps people. It's just to get a story.
2: Yeah, like the integrity.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's also critiquing bad parenting because, like, yeah, she, like, Rachel freed Samara, but all that bad shit that happened to Samara still happened, and you can't erase it. You can't just erase years of shitty parenting With one moment of kindness, Mm -hmm. and then then it spreads, and like Aiden, I think it might also be saying Aiden's gonna be a little fucked up, like Just because you're now like it might be a little late to totally, I don't know, salvage that relationship or make it whatever whatever her version of perfect would be. And I think, yeah, yeah, I mean, generational trauma.
2: Yeah, no, I totally like I said, this movie is like. uh... Like one of my faves because I, I, like I said, I rarely relate to kids in horror movies because I just find them, I don't know, Mm -hmm. to either be super dark or like not useless, but not
1: helpful. (laughs) They don't, I don't know. They're they're like the dark know-it-all, which this kid could have just been a simple like, brooding know-it-all kid but i do feel like there was a lot of nuance to this kid and the performance yeah exactly
2: his performance was super layered there was Mm -hmm. range he had like um Mm -hmm. you understood those complex emotions like even like that that odd distance between him and his dad Mm -hmm. and them not even like i don't know anyways i just like i don't know i related to the movie and i get it and i think
1: that aiden was um just so intelligent and well oh, yeah, because the other type of kid in horror movies are like just like the window dressing, just mm-hmm. the kid to show that the lead character is a parent. Yeah. Just to add another layer. And they're often just like just there. Not much mm-hmm. to say. It's just like when a kid is around you feel I think it makes you want to like people want to see the the lead character then as a protector and the kid as a character doesn't really matter it so but uh, Aiden wasn't that he wasn't the sassy asshole dark kid he wasn't the nothing like he was a good middle ground he was smart I think he said a lot of the best things in the movie he
2: did and like you said he was uh aware of a lot and like really Mm -hmm. present in that's why it's like, dude, kids, kids can hear you. Like, kids know what's up. He was not yeah. stupid, by by any means. So,
1: yeah, they're and they're capable of learning on their own. Like, if you're going to be neglectful, and that's how your kid is going to get ideas that you don't agree with, maybe uh-huh. politically, maybe intellectually. Like, if you want to have an influence on your kid, you, you act- have to be there. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I love this movie. I thought it, I love how,
2: like I said, how dark and cold it shot, and how. Uh, like it's again one of those movies that really gives a such a tone and an ambiance that kind of makes you feel like you're very involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very ominous
1: the whole time. There's mm-hmm. like a dark foreboding vibe, not just in the color palette, but the way it's shot. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of good shots in this movie, especially a lot. Uh, one of the times that Rachel, I remember, she like walks into the house before she views Samara as like. A psychiatric hospital interview thing mm-hmm. and she's framed by the mirror across from the front door in, and it's a really beautiful shot oh and yeah it's kind that, of like
2: that was really literally pretty. mirroring
1: her own fate you know mm-hmm. if she doesn't solve this thing with you know copying the tape but
2: and this movie was like kind of set the tone for the uh whole like a whole little genre in america of like japanese ripoffs like ghost stories
1: this is this is the only one that i think is better than the original um the original ringu definitely like the the character in the book the lead like because the book and the and the original film like split the time between the two characters like a male and a female character it's not just like this reporter female character that's highlighted the whole time and i think the noah character has more of a of a prominence in in that film. And the genders, I think, are also swapped. But the male character in the book is described, I'm pretty sure, as like a casual rapist, which I find disturbing. And I knew that before seeing Ringu. So when I watched it and he was more of the focus than the woman and was also gender swapped, I was really disturbed, even though I think that they cut that detail out of the film. Mm-hmm. It was tainted for me. And it was it was filmed with like a more dated style in my opinion even than this
2: yeah yeah but yeah then we got the grudge and was it
1: uh sh- one missed call shutter pulse yeah shutter yeah is that with Sarah yeah, Michelle Geller? That. no she's in the grudge I think um that's right uh, I think is is it Joshua Jackson in shutter
2: so yeah I was like which teen teen dream is in that <laughs> yeah and then there's yeah. also like the the eye too
1: the I remake has Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. Shannon Sossaman, I think, is the lead in the One Missed Call remake. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever watch the sequel to The Ring? The Ring Two? I did. It was terrible. It was not good. I never saw Rings, the third one, but I heard that, <laughs> that, that was also terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Holy shit. I need to look that up. I need to because I watched The Ring Two um before mm-hmm. I rewatched the ring but i forgot about mm-hmm. the third one because i didn't care it came out late too it came out like
1: yeah it came out i think in 2017 and yeah ring two, i think was 2005 so yeah it was a huge gap
2: huge gap i was like i don't is the original cast still in it nope yeah none of those people are in it but yeah this was a fun fun watch it was creepy
1: yeah, it was deep too. Like we haven't done as much depth, I think. In the I know. Last of weeks. <laughs> we got some so, substance you
2: know. for all, for y'all this week. We got a little. <laughs> um, we got a little deep, it we told some of our own stories. We told, we got deep in the beginning. Mm-hmm. We was we was a, a
1: little. We got a little political. Yeah, and, you know, we're gonna get political again. So. Yeah, you know what I side mean, we, we stand we're on. We're queer people, and yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna come up when the themes of the movie. Correlate, or if some crazy shit in real life happens. And right. Unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of crazy shit happens. Unjust bullshit all the time.
2: Right. Life is a horror movie. That's why I don't understand people who don't like scary <laughs> yeah. movies.
1: Because I'm like, at least that shit's not real. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's And the honestly, sometimes it's a catharsis. Like, watching bad people die in horror movies, it's like a little oh, bit of a finally. release. Because obviously, like as, as a good person, I will say, uh-huh. I don't want to kill people myself. But sometimes it's a little cathartic watching horrible people die in film.
2: Yeah. And in real life, just some of the right people are not dying fast enough, if you know what I mean.
1: Exactly. So. Yeah. Mm hmm. I'm not going to name names, but I think you could probably.
2: R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Bill <That's> Cosby. <Coffey>. <laughs> that other nigga. Uh
1: whatever there's so many people i mean tons. honestly at this point i maybe even put joe biden on the list tons i don't fucking care yeah. donald trump yeah all of them all of the above all of the vile above. shit and louse yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah all of the above so anyways y'all thanks for um listening and do you have any announcements anything you want to like close with i don't have shit
1: oh no i feel like this is the time where we should we said it before and we've never done it open it up to listener questions oh so yeah we have all- <laughs> yeah yeah if you have any questions, DM us on Instagram at Queer horror High. And maybe we'll a- answer your question at the end of the next episode. Yeah. Hit us
2: up. Talk to us. You
1: know, we're I'm g- we're probably going to be reading a question from like Andrew or like one of your best friends. I know. <laughs> He's going to ask us the question.
2: I know. Don't, but, I'm going to still read it. But, you know, talk to us. We talk back. We want to we wanna make this interactive. It's not
1: just us. Yeah, we want to engage. It's us and y'all. We have now, we have, we have listeners in Pennsylvania, uh, Missouri, South Dakota, <gasps> Min- I think we said Minnesota last time. I don't know, we are adding more states every day. So
2: come on now. We are, day. we so are, we are coming across the map, east coast, west Let's coast, hit all 50. in between, everywhere <laughs> in between. So <laughs> you keep telling your cousins and your aunties and all your friends about us, tell a friend to tell a friend, support you know some yes please do some of your favorite spooky friends
1: all right well we have been we have been gabbing a long time on this one so, <laughs> this uh, is a long
2: episode <laughs> yeah. sorry but we, we've been gone for a little bit from each other so sorry not sorry yeah. but anyways yeah. yeah so see you next week stay scared and
1: stay high bye <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Queer Horror High. Damn, that shit's good.